Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of the law. Hey everybody and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. And we're going to be talking about Marvel today. Uh, in light of some comments uh, that were made and some discussions that were had on the last episode of the Weekly Pull, which uh, I was on along with my cohorts, uh, Comics Explained, Cape Joel, and Comic Storian. Um, we talked about uh, the big Marvel Now 2.0 leak and all the covers and all of the relaunches and the fact that Marvel Now 2.0 is going to be like the new status quo. Right. After the all new, all different Marvel. Right. And how we're getting renumberings. We're getting. Some books are getting renumbered. Yeah. Some books are continuing. Uh, I cite Black Widow is going to continue. Mm -hmm. uh, some other series are going to continue with their original numbering from the all new, all different relaunch. Right. Um, however, some books are being canceled, and we're not really sure which books are being canceled and which books are being like kind of quietly hushed down. Um, like put to sleep. Well, like uh, Old like, Man Logan was quietly euthanized in the no, corner. No, 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 no. Some books. Well, some books are being canceled out outright, and some books aren't as much. You know, like. They didn't. They made no attempt to tell us what's happening within the X books because Death of X is happening, and Death of X. Who knows what that means? Mm. Um, I just actually watched a fellow comic YouTuber talking about like the spoilers for Death of X because he claimed to have prior knowledge about what's going to happen. Uh -huh. And if he's right, it really sucks. And if he's wrong, then like I don't know where you get information from. Hmm. But uh, that said, like they kind of are really hushing down all the X titles. But like Old Man Logan is not going to be canceled because Jeff Lemire said that it's not going to be canceled. He tweeted it. And then okay. he quickly deleted it because I'm sure Marvel was like, hey, <laughs> don't be don't be scooping us. And uh, inter incidentally, uh, Dan Slott, uh, Spider and Silver Surfer writer uh, on Twitter... I think starting yesterday or the day before, like, had a meltdown on Twitter regarding the uh, the Bleeding Cool and then subsequent Marvel or, like, other comic book, uh, you know, outlets? reporters and yeah. outlets uh, spoiling and leaking the covers and, and, and the synopses and stuff Oh, like so, that. like, seemingly this is a legitimate leak. It was a legit leak. To, like, well, what probably leaks. happened... Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> it looked like it came from the previous catalog. People either took pictures or scanned them in and then just dropped them. And, right. you know, there is, a, there, is a, there is a level of privilege that you should have, a little bit of uh, discretion mm -hmm. that is expected yeah. um, when you get these previews catalogs as a retailer. Mm -hmm. But uh, we understand that some people who work for these retail outlets don't give a, don't give a fuck about that kind of thing. Right, right. So, uh, you know, you got that going. But, like, leaks are inevitable. But, like, you'll notice uh, today... Uh, Civil War 2 number 3 came out, and uh, the first thing I heard about was yesterday from, like, a, a legitimate news outlet. Like, mm -hmm. And when I say legitimate, I don't mean, like, you know, the Post, like the Washington Post or anything like that. I mean, like, USA Today. And I, I, don't, I hesitate to use the word illegitimate because, like, USA Today is like the McDonald's of news, but... <laughs> 
Um, you know, it's more legitimate than like let's say Bleeding Cool or Comic Book Resources or Newsaramas. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but there's and also they have no vested interest or stake in comic books. So they're like, hey, guess what happened in Civil War Two Number Three? I didn't care, right. but uh, a character that's in those movies, something happens to them, and I don't want to ruin it. So what I what I want to say is there are going to be spoilers in this episode. So if you don't want to be spoiled for Civil War, or if you don't want to be spoiler but spo- spoiled by those covers and stuff, you know, then I advise you to add this episode to your watch later list Mm -hmm. uh, and catch us another time but that being said uh, there's a lot of uh, talk about uh, or rather there was talk yesterday on the weekly poll about Marvel and about what the all like the the Marvel Now 2.0 because there was already was a relaunch Mm -hmm. called Marvel Now and it kind of entered into the realm of uh, actually it opened the doors for like Secret Wars and stuff well, it opened the doors for, like, Hickman's run on Avengers, which led all the way to Secret Wars. Right. And then Secret Wars was supposed to be, like, a universal, you know, potential relaunch for Marvel, like a legitimate reboot. Mm-hmm. But Marvel always had, like, the option of either doing a reboot or being like, no, we're not going to do that. Right. Obviously, they chose, the you know, the latter. And uh, the question is really, like, is that for the better or for worse? And I don't want to answer that question right away. Okay. Because Rob kind of answered that question for himself right away which was that marvel is failing and it's ruining everything and it's doing really poorly and there's no originality despite the fact that we went down that whole list and he said he liked more than two-thirds of them but uh (laughs) when he talked about that it made me think like is marvel comics broken because obviously like it's funny to say like is marvel broken the answer is an emphatic no because Marvel is the leader in superhero genre movies. Marvel is the leader in, like, superhero-related right. merchandise. Like, Marvel sells books. DC's selling books for $2.99. Marvel's selling books for $4.99. If Marvel sells more books, technically they're making more money. Are they broken? No. The way they do business, I think, is successful. But the question really is, is Marvel Comics broken? And right. And is that bad? You know, and if they are broken, is there a way... To fix it, because Marvel is very interested in this old expression called having your cake and eating yeah. it, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the question is, like, can Marvel have it both ways? Can they seemingly ruin comics forever, uh, according to some more uh, rash and excitable folks, right? and yet still be kind of like one of the number one publishers? Out of two publishers. I mean, like, there are dozens of publishers, but, like... They call them the big two for a reason. Those are the two biggest publishers. Right. And uh, and what they're doing, you know, as far as, like, relaunches and line-wide changes, is it hurting comics and is it hurting Marvel at large? So that's the question that we're kind of, yeah. like, seeking to answer. And it's like, hmm, I don't know. And I, I feel like we're this is a multi-chapter question that we can answer over time. Right. Um. So... I want to focus more on like what Marvel now 2.0 is doing and, Mm -hmm. and if that is a sign that Marvel comics is broken and if it is, what can, what could they do? Right. And I guess really when you look at this, you have to, I mean, we we have to guess because we don't really know how long this was in the works. I mean, it obviously takes a while to get a book out. It takes a while for an artist to do something. Um, but how long was this part of the initiative going? Yeah. And, And I think that the way it's funny because like, it's obviously better to answer these questions when you have inside information or you have 
right. a working right. knowledge of how the industry works. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to go into a comic book store and say, another number one, they're ruining everything. I hate everything. This sucks. And then buy it anyway. Uh, but, and another to like actually know publishers and know editors and, and get a kind of inside look at how the company works and mm -hmm. functions and whether that informs what they're doing. And it's funny because we, we had a conversation with a person who will shall remain nameless who worked for Marvel for a time. Yeah. Uh, and when I say a time, I mean like a couple of years. And when did he work there? During the period after One More Day. So around 2008, okay. 2009. Mm -hmm. And his impression at marvel was that they didn't give a shit right about what the fans thought mm -hmm. and what they said mm -hmm. and they were but they were also it, they didn't give a shit the same way that like you know you don't give a shit when your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend shows up at the wedding and you go alone and you're like oh i don't even care that i'm going alone look at how happy and successful they are but okay. i don't even care there's no reason for me to care you know i mean look at him he's just taller and more beautiful than i am fuck it there's no reason for me to care about that. Right. Like they were really angry about the reaction to their obviously corporate mandated decision making. Okay. And it's kind of like, well, like, and that's that's a that's that's a I I take that as fact because it is a sign of how they make their decisions because that's them being like, well, I, but I have my cake and I want to eat it too. Right. Like, now, do you think that's to today? I Definitely. Really? The same people still work there. See, now, I think They're that... not in the same positions of power. Like, Joe Quesada's not editor-in-chief. Right. But the same people are still in the same places. It's, it's like... No, it's true. But yeah. I, I feel like now they're struggling with, you know not just getting fan mail mm -hmm. and like, you know, random phone calls to... that don't get anywhere. Well, uh, yeah. Now they're, they're seeing it happen live. Well, they're... yeah, they're literally seeing like, right. And, and instant reaction. And to you their have material. to know that even if the like top tier of Marvel has pretty much remained the same, those beneath them and those beneath them, mm -hmm. new people are being brought in. People who are breaking up these things who are like, did you see what's happening oh, on yeah. Facebook? Did you see what's happening on Twitter? Did you see what's happening on this like news right. outlet? You know what I mean? Like, they have to start listening now and seeing it. Well, they they don't have to listen, but they do. They, they're forced. <laughs> they're aware of. They're it. forced to to uh, to acknowledge yeah. it. In as much as even if they they don't acknowledge it publicly, they're acknowledging it behind closed doors. Right, especially now because when you think about it, in a sense, they have. It's so funny because like they have total control of what they're doing. Yeah. But in a sense, they have. I feel like they've never had less control over certain things. For example, they have no control over who their artists and writers really interact with now. Now, yes. of course, in the past, you you can't tell somebody who not to talk to, and they I might mean, do they, it anyway. As I understand, but, they still do that though. Right. But I mean, just look at the Jeff Lemire tweet when he was like, "Old Man Logan is not canceled." And right. Were, but and then he, he had to delete did it. it, and it. But then he there. had to delete it, though. Yeah, but someone still saw it. You yes. know what I mean? Like, in the past, he could have talked to one or two people or maybe a handful Yeah, it could have been a rumor instead of fact. Exactly, exactly. So I, I feel like comic book companies in general mm -hmm. are in this flux. Yes. Where they're doing things the way they used to do them. Right, and they need to change the game. In a world that's changing and they don't know how to change so and you, they're working on it. So you it. think that it's it's not unlike any other business where they're like, with all these Twitters and the and the, and the, the facey spaces and everything, like, what am I going to do? I don't know how to handle all this. Like, it's weird um, because it, they've had over a decade yeah. <laughs> to figure out social media, mm -hmm. to figure out like bleeding cool and like just these scoop sites that are telling everybody like what's happening before you know they actually reach you like yeah they they've and and they've never been 
outside of controversy. So, like, they know how to deal with yeah. controversial decisions. And, in fact, I think that's actually led to their publishing strategy over the last 10 years, which is, like, this is going to blow their minds. I know right. that I, I've heard quotes attributed to Casada certainly, who said things like, um, we... If the fans are angry, we're done our job. Really? Yeah. And it makes me kind of like go, is that a successful way <laughs> to run your company? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And I, I don't think it is. I, I know that fans definitely don't don't agree. But anyway, okay. Um, let's look at let's look at the all new all different or the Marvel now. That's a thing. Yeah. All new, all different Marvel came out of Secret Wars. Secret Wars had the opportunity or the option of um, had the had the uh, ability to reboot everything, and they didn't. Right, right. Now, is that was that the right move? Because like, okay, you know what? Actually, I think the way the, the way to look at it is okay. movies are influencing. Oh yeah, the decision. The, the decision-making process at Marvel. Yep. And, of course, it's also making... Influencing the decision-making problem, or... It's ma it's influencing decisions being made everywhere. Yes. But especially at Marvel. And, you know, the only way to know that is by looking at how X-Men is being treated and where it's going. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, like, Marvel didn't have control over the X-Men mm -hmm. movie prop properties. So they were, like, more and more diminished. And even that, like, there are... There were, like, three or four X-Men titles coming out of the all-new, all-different Marvel, mm -hmm. and they had the opportunity after Secret Wars to legitimately just make them go away, mm -hmm. and they didn't. Right. And so, obviously, you know, they had the option, and they just didn't take it, and it's kind of like, okay, well, they they recognize the inherent value mm -hmm. in, uh, in the X franchise. Right. But, you know, why? Like, wh I don't know. It's interesting. I was just thinking about, like, how... Well, it's not just that yeah. either. They they similarly treated the Fantastic Four. Yes. Too. And as I understand it, I heard an interesting rumor uh, that they're basically saying like they're basically that that all the way on top, like the highest levels, mm -hmm. are saying things like, "Don't talk about the Fantastic Four. Like I don't want to hear about them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and and that's frustrating because you own them." You could do anything you want with them. Right. And, you know, comics sell, let's say, 167,000 units for, like, Amazing Spider-Man, mm -hmm. uh, typically. And yet, uh, okay, so that's, what is that? Like, $4 an issue, 167,000, that's, you know, that's quite, a, that's quite a lot of money. But it's not movie money. Right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and those sales don't really directly influence uh, movie tickets. No, you know, not like, even remotely. People, like, they, they play the game in as much as, like, comics... If, if a big movie comes out, mm -hmm. you know, like Deadpool is a perfect example. New Mutants 98 uh, skyrocketed in price, and in fact that happens every time anything like that happens uh, when, you know, Deadpool came out. Right. Uh, so the movies will influence the, the, the comic book market, but the comic book market does not influence the movies. Even no. though successful movies will ape off of the stories from the comic book Yeah, and then that is where... They do influence it, right? In a sense, but like you're never going to see a crossover in sales. No, it, it, like, like, and that's the most frustrating part is that like from that perspective is that is from that perspective. Like if you know if you have any simple basic understanding of economics and you and you and you say to yourself like 
okay, I want to publish Fantastic Four books, but I also don't want to support a Fantastic Four movie because I don't get anything financially out of that. Right. I think that's the wrong way to approach your company and your publishing strategy mm -hmm. because, you know, just forgetting just the pure, like, you're ruining stories by, you know, hamstringing yourself yeah. that way, it, it doesn't make sense financially to do that. You're not no, really... No, I, I agree. You know, you're not really hurting the movie by ruining or taking away the Fantastic exactly, Four. Exactly, because comic book fans are just going to miss out on stories that they can no longer have because you said that we can't play with that anymore. Mm -hmm. And people who went and saw the movie, they'll just go to the store and be like, I'd like to, maybe some of them, a small percentage of them, be like, I'd like to pick up some Fantastic Four books. And instead, they'll just point them to the graphic novel and trade section instead of an ongoing story. Right, exactly. So it doesn't really, like, I I don't know. Like, I get it. I get they're making a statement. And how, other, how else can they make a statement other than doing that? Yeah. But it, it does hurt the community as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, so how do we how are we bringing that back into this oh whole... into this whole like yeah. overall discussion of like is Marvel Comics broken? Mm -hmm. I think that their approach to publishing comics is not pure. I don't think that their way not of publishing anymore. yeah. And I mean, like the fact is, it's it's never been pure. They're 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 a business first, and then they're an entertainment medium and a creative outlet second. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about like that discussion before. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I feel like there's a way to have it both ways. I think there's a way that you can make, um, that you can make the comics successful without, I don't know, without hamstringing yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think there's a way for you to like, yeah, because like, all right, the problem is it's, uh -huh. it works. Like when they reboot, when they reboot it, when they relaunch everything, yeah, um, you can't. Like when they re when they reboot their numbers, right? Like when they relaunch their numbering, when they mm -hmm. redo their number, sales go up. Yeah, because and so that just makes sense. Oh yeah, and they and that to the business people, to so the people who are just simply involved in the business of Marvel, just that aspect of who don't know anything about the history of the characters, don't care about it at all. To them, they're like, that worked, and I can point it to you, and I can make a pie chart out of it, and yeah. I can go, look at this graph. Well, and look at the shows, sales. Look yeah. at the reports that we've seen. Exactly. Over... Yeah. Yeah, that's literally it. Like, they can point to these numbers and say, well, you know what did it was that we relaunched. Right. And instead that's... Instead of, if, like, instead That's of the problem like, is that it always works. Yeah. Like, that's exactly it. So, what, so, okay. But they're getting the wrong lesson from Well, them. yeah, they're always learning the wrong lessons yes. from, from, like... If you always look at things from a well, they're a they're a business, they're a company. They need to make money. Yeah. But how do we fix that? And people talk about how it's like, well, I can I can try to uh, vote with my wallet. Like, don't yeah. buy it. Don't mm -hmm. buy the number ones. And will that send a message? The, the comic book industry as a whole mm -hmm. doesn't work that way because people don't they people are completionists they play the game they read their comics they they don't want to lose out like they they're going to punish themselves yeah you know because they're you know because they don't want to send they don't want to send a message but everybody else is still going to read the comic yeah there's going to be a significant portion of people who still buy comics mm -hmm. and they're still going to not 
<laughs> you know, impact the yeah. industry in a, in a significant way. Mm -hmm. So I think that saying, um, you know, vote with your wallet is great and it works, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't, it's not viable, I think. I understand. I think we need to come up with another solution than yeah. just saying than just saying don't buy those comics because the other problem is in the discussion we had on the weekly poll, mm -hmm. um, you you can't like yeah. uh, the pr the problem is what we had in the discussion with the weekly poll where we talked about like uh, sales and comics and 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 how to combat like that most of the books look. Yes. That's the that's the other problem. Right. Is right. that the books themselves are fun and cool. Like some of the ideas are original and novel and that's right. that's what's really frustrating is that like okay, all new all different Marvel. They said there was all it was going to be all new and all different. It flat out was not. No, it that wasn't. That is that that sucks no. and that is horseshit. Yeah. And it betrayed the cyclical nature in which comics are trapped. Uh you publish a comic, you do a run of a character, and then eventually people get nostalgic for that run of the character and you bring it back and you just keep doing it over and over again. Right. And if you want those characters to work, you can't, you know, you, you can't uh, let them age or you can't let them grow or change. You mm -hmm. have to keep like rebooting their age, rebooting the character. And, you know, it's it, it's nuts. Like how effective and necessary it is to be cyclical. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, well, I think part of the problem is there's a split in who they're trying to bring in yeah. and who they're trying to keep. And I know we always talk about the new reader, like the fabled new reader that everyone's well, they're always, always talking about. They're always about. trying to... They're always trying to get those new readers in. Yeah, whoever they are, they want them, but they don't know how to do it. But then they, they get upset when they piss off the current fans. Like right. The, the fans who have been fans forever. Like, yeah. They get upset about that, and then they try to undo that. And there's a part of me that if they're doing this... Essentially, it's a reboot, essentially, right? Well, you mean all new and all different Marvel? Well, the, that was supposed to be. Oh, you mean Marvel now? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, And some of it is and some of it Secret Wars be. was supposed to be a reboot. I know, but they just decided to not, you know, do it. Like, yeah. they, they just didn't go for it. They, It's like it's almost like they got, like, cold feet. Right. Well, they, that's obviously they, what when happened. When they got closer, which isn't even possible, because those books had to have been in development. Yeah. Like, that's what blows my mind, is that the timeline on a lot of this stuff is how long it actually takes for a book to come out. And we've seen that with delays on, like, things like Dark Knight right. 3. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my like, God. Well, the delays like, on Dark Knight 3. But are... you see delays and how long it can take a book to come out. Like, yes. a book can't just come out, like, in a week. It doesn't happen no, like that's, that. No, that was the point I was trying to make earlier in the discussion in the weekly poll, was, like... The Marvel Now is not... They didn't decide to do Marvel Now two months ago. No. No, they decided this month... Like, this was This long... was probably a couple... Like, uh, like at least six to, six months to a year in, yeah. in, in planning. And, and here's what's so, in my opinion, ridiculous about this Marvel Now versus the all-new, all-different Marvel is that yeah. in, the, in the long run, people who are not... Like, you know, huge Marvel readers, they're not going to know the difference and they're never going to care. No. And the only people it's going to affect are current fans. Like, that's who's going to be affected by this. Well, that's the, the thing, is that, like, okay, so, like, you need to look at the data, and I'd like to see the data on how many new fans you get versus how many old fans you lose. Right? Like, I don't, I, I would love to see some numbers on that, and I bet, 
I bet they, they they're how are they gonna do that? You yeah, I mean? it's hard like, it's hard to actually base that on anything. And the other problem that I see is um the other problem that I see is that like you won't lose too many old fans. Right. Like you might piss them off. You yeah. might hurt the brand. You might wreck a character for a while. You might right. make you might make you might hurt people's belief in your product. Mm-hmm. Because like here's the thing. There was a major death in Civil War 2 number 3. Mm-hmm. No one is shocked, upset, surprised. No one is expecting it to last. Nobody Oh no, they like, ruined it, it. The death itself is dead in comics. But you're also like, okay, how do you fix that when it was ruined in, like, 1994 with the death of Superman? Right. Um, but... Well, they don't fear it anymore. Like, they don't fear killing characters off because there's always a way to bring them back or there's a reboot on the way, well, And you the know? fans don't care. Like, the or the fans... The fans know that they're... That it's not... It's, a, it's not permanent. Death is... Death seemingly the most permanent thing. Well, they know that nothing is permanent no. in comics, and they know that nothing will ever have any impact. And right. like the only thing they can hope for is for like a really, really good run, and mm-hmm. that they can enjoy it. And then, I guess like after a while, they can stop because otherwise, it will be undone. Especially if you have like an ongoing continuity. Right. Right. Like if you have a continuity that never ends, then you that character will never rest. Mm-hmm. You know. No, it's true, and. What's interesting, we were talking earlier about the movie's influence on the comic book industry. It's almost as though, like, you see with the Spider-Man franchise of movies. Yeah. How quickly that rebooted. With the Batman franchise, how quickly they've started the reboot on that. It's almost like comics. I mean, they've always done reboots, but they're doing them more quickly. And it's almost like they're learning that from right the cinema. Where they're just oh, yeah. like, oh, well, nobody really seemed to care that they rebooted that. So why would they care here? Okay, we messed up. You didn't care for that. Reboot. Yeah. You know, like... It's like, I know part of it stems from the fact that, you know, they're so focused on the business aspect of it and less on the story aspect of it, Um, which is why you'll see, like, Image, for example, they're not rebooting things for the most part. You know what I mean? Well, Image doesn't have any reason to because they don't have, like, a shared continuity. Right. Well, it's not just that, but, like, the people behind the stories are the actual creators yeah. instead of like a like a mandate coming down. Right. I mean, well, if you, if you look at like the long-standing continuity of like a book from Image called Invincible. Yes. You know, Kirkman has had that running for a, for you know, almost a decade mm-hmm. and and he's had reboots in as much as like things have significantly changed and shifted for the character. Yes. But it's all been part of one continuity. Right. But because he's been behind it the entire time, yeah. it has maintained the same voice. The same, It's almost like, if you look at, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, Bendis was in charge of that for, like, over 200 issues, or almost 200 issues. Right. And you're like, there were never any real dips and dives creatively. There might have been, like, like slopes mm-hmm. where, you, where you people didn't, where some people liked it and some people didn't. Yeah. But there were never any huge sweeping obviously editorially driven changes except when editorial made them change things like for their events you know like you you really noticed when ultimate spider-man changed or was forced to change when he had to participate in like ultimatum Mm -hmm. or something like that and you're like wait where's this coming from right it was very jarring yeah um and i think that leads into one of the biggest problems that marvel has that dc doesn't seem to have as much okay mostly because I think it's just the the iconic vision of, of DC where it's like they and it, and that's event fatigue. Yeah. Um, 
Marvel's figured out and figured out like they've decided <laughs> that you if you have an event mm -hmm. every year mm -hmm. you will boost sales yeah um I, why <laughs> and also like you know some of them really suck like just straight up are not great well think about or like made... this let's say they have data that says they are getting a, a portion or percentage of new readers in yeah to the new reader this event this yeah. is big. Right. They For, don't know anything prior. Right. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, every so, new reader will become a jaded old reader. Right. So this this death in Civil War II yeah. to the new reader, wow. Yeah, especially if you're coming off of like a movie. Right. Exactly. So you, if you're this, this again, the I was fable, just called the fable new reader. Do you think that these new readers are coming in droves and it's totally working? Or do you think that it's just like, like... Well, okay, there has to always, there for this industry to continue, there'll always have to be new readers, yeah, you, right? But I don't think they have to be attracted in the sense that they're trying to bring them right, in, like, you know what I mean? Like That's the thing, is that everyone talks about how, like, everyone had talked forever about how the comic book industry is dying. Right. Uh, the It's not. And it's, it's just not what it was like in the nineties. But like nothing but is like, like yeah. that's like saying television is dying because well, no, it because it went HD or like right. they're saying that like home uh you know not home video but like home media is dying right. because I don't have physical media anymore. Mm -hmm. If you're still watching movies and shows in your home, that home media still exists and it's fine. It's yeah. just the t the tech and the way through which we got the 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 media changed. Yeah, yeah. and comic books are not dying. And they're not hurting. But the thing that does hurt comic books and the industry itself is that mentality, I think. Is the mentality of, it's all going to fall apart and we just need to do the biggest, showiest, falsest thing we can right. in order to achieve what we, what, like, the short term. Like, it's like, uh, it's like investing all your money in short-term investments, mm -hmm. right? Like high risk, short-term. Yeah. There's always a greater risk of losing your money because mm -hmm. there's higher risk involved. Right. I think that events and the constant renumberings and relaunching mm -hmm. are the comic book equivalent of short-term high-risk investments. Right. Where you're basically investing in the short gains. You're just, you're, I'm getting, uh, but look at all the, look at the boost. Right. But then once you, I, I guarantee you those, the numbers, you, you have a huge spike and then it dips. It's like any viral video. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I got like 100,000 subscribers and then I didn't make anything after that and it just dips and dives. Yep. Like there's, there's no permanency there's no consistency and yeah. that's that i think is the main complaint that rob had from the art like from the last episode yeah it was just that like there's no time to just build a stable of your shit yeah like why like why are the movies so successful because they took 75 to 100 years worth of stories <laughs> and condensed them yep and all they did was just adapt certain stories you know, with modern sensibilities. I mean, yeah. like, look at Civil War is only eleven years old, and it was a major motion picture that changes the the whole superhero genre. Yep. And like <clears throat> that story is part of the fabric of Marvel, mm -hmm. and but it was also ironically the first step in Marvel kind of ruining events and kind of shortchanging their legacy. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that DC is on the other side of it where yeah. they're trying to recapture that legacy. Yeah. Um, and why it's outselling Marvel right now. Yeah. Like Marvel might be making bank at the box office, but their comics, I think 
that maybe it could be that people are noticing that shit. Right. That people are actually legitimately sick of these events mm -hmm. and they want their legacies back and they want like a status quo yeah. that that they not only remember but like that they have a fondness for because they participated in it for a spell that wasn't 8 months before the next world changing moment. Yep. So I feel like there's a way to fix it and maybe it's happening right now over at DC. Oh yeah, no, I and that's what's so funny <clears throat> because like in terms of cinema they struggle. Yeah. They relate to the party. You yep. know that 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 doesn't well, oh, it's DC's, funny. Oh, DC's they weren't. Movies. Yeah. It's, they weren't and yet they are. All they had to do. I mean DC all they had to do but, was what they did in the eighties. But what I was what I was gonna say was that it feels like DC comics yes. has swung back around and been like all right, let's respect our comics and our comic readers, yes. and let's let's just go for it. Well, it's funny. They, yes, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, they had to fuck up to get there. No, I know, and that's but that's like what that's happens. The, no, so that's the most frustrating thing, and it's maybe it's successful. Like maybe it's good that people that, that that these publishers fuck up so bad. It like, isn't. We it could, isn't. We could. I mean, like if Marvel weren't a juggernaut uh -huh. in the box office. I think we could be on the heels of a new renaissance for Marvel, mm -hmm. but because Marvel hasn't learned the wrong, like, the, less, right, lesson. the right lesson yeah. from the wrong action, they're not going to get better. No, like, DC true. is like, fuck it, we're gonna just gonna do events, and, like, we're gonna change everything, everybody's young and hip and whatever, and then we're gonna make some goddamn movies, and you guys, you guys are gonna fucking love them. And they didn't love them, and they didn't perform like they should have, yeah. and the comics weren't performing like they should have either, yeah. and the critical and fan response to those comics were not glowing. Right. New 52 was a success, yes. an undisputed success. Mm -hmm. However, the long-term comic book readers, the people who have been around forever, right, and the had their own opinions about where things went mm -hmm. and creatively while the new 52 was a good idea publishing wise i think it was not as successful creatively than it could have been because they were just kind of like throwing darts at the wall and yeah. hoping for things to work and they weren't working from one from one actual like comprehensive map mm -hmm. um and they had to get there and and learn that they were fallible and learn that they could fuck up before they could go i guess we'll just like cater to the thing that works and make the things you want. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. The the legacy thing is kind of fascinating because, you know, I remember them bitching about old readers in okay. like in the nineties, mm -hmm. in the eighties and nineties. I remember them being like, "These old school readers are going to kill us because eventually they're all going to die." Right. And then who's going to buy our comics? So we got to get those new readers. You get the new read. You've in the 80s and 90s the like and forgetting the like the early 90s forgetting like the, the the speculator boom mm -hmm. when there were no real new readers and everyone was just buying them to to pay for their college funds right, with right. their chromium so maximum you had to clonage go put them in covers. a box somewhere where yeah. no one could touch them never mind the fact they also published a thousand more copies of that and yep. so like none of them were worth anything but pre speculator market the comic book industry was not dying and it no. was and, and new readers were coming in all the time. Yeah. It wasn't like a steady stream all the time, like I'm tripping over all this money and new readers, but it was just, if you just be happy with what you have, yeah. you'll find that if you do your job well, the people who want you to do that job will pay you to do it. Yeah. And it was funny how like, even back then they were like, these old readers are gonna fucking kill us. The old readers will die. 
but the new readers become old readers. Yeah. And the old and the new readers, from what we've learned at, from Comics Explained and Comic uh, Story and, and and us, is that there are new readers all of every day. Oh yeah. And you know what those new readers want? They want to know what happened. Yeah. They want to hear about those stories that created a stable, firm foundation by which you build a universe. Yeah. And so to throw the baby out with the bathwater by renumbering and relaunching and new status quos and new changes and nothing matters mm -hmm. is to eventually and inevitably hollow out your brand. I think Marvel I eventually is going to be hollowed out because yeah. like eventually they're going to do all the stories that are worth a damn. And then one day you're going to see Avengers Atlantis attacks in the theaters in, two, in 2029 <laughs> and people are going to go, what the fuck am I watching? And they're like, well, we ran out of stories. And so back when we were publishing and, and we don't publish new comics anymore. Like we publish events and we publish like things that happen to these characters, but because so much change is happening, because so many things keep constantly shifting and changing and, and, and replacing the thing that happened before, there's no well from which to draw right. anymore. Mm -hmm. There's, they, they, you know, it's tapped. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's kind of fucked up because, you know, the all new, all different Marvel and the Marvel 2.0, they're creating some new things. They're creating some new characters and they're yep. creating some new stories. And I, and maybe that's their solution to the problem, because like you'll notice that there are new, lots of new characters. Look at Jane Foster, Thor. Look at uh, the all the the Unstoppable Wasp. Uh, yeah. Look at like Samuels and Captain America. Like Part some of, of them are older characters way, that are evolutions, but some of them are new. Characters. I think at least those two that you just mentioned, Jane Foster, Thor, Jane Foster, and, and Gwenpool. Yeah, and Gwenpool and Unstoppable Wasp. Well, well yeah, Wasp. I think that those, and I can I think I can say this because there's been enough time, is a reaction to the criticism of not putting Black Widow onto merchandise. Oh, so I yeah. think that when remember how shortly after that DC had launched their like Hero Girls yes the line? Hero Girls line like is they were like hey oh if you were looking for girls and merchandise yeah. we got all that so part of me thinks it's that and then part of me thinks they're also trying to set things up for the cinematic universe which is unfortunate if that's what they're aiming for. oh that would suck if like the reason why all these women characters are coming in and why these younger versions are coming in is too is so that those late. actors can be replaced in future movies because. It's because for the past 50 years, yeah. they have stepped on the faces of the younger characters yep. in favor of their older characters. Yep. It's funny now that we're getting a world where we could be getting a, we could be inheriting a world where like the runaways and the young Avengers and the champions become the new like but, status quo of Marvel. Right. Now, by the way, a runaways Netflix show... I just want to put that out would there. Would be cool to watch. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have no qualms about that. But I am um, saying, like, you know, you're, is that better, though? Like, I is, don't know. Is, a, is, is legitimately passing the baton to a younger generation in continuity I don't, successful? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't... But I also don't agree with... I don't agree with the source material for the movies kowtowing I to the movies. Oh, the like, comics changing for the movies. Yeah, I yeah. don't agree with like the comics are the source material. Yes. So like, so like, again, yeah, I'm reading this Doctor Strange like, series, run, the and Jason I'm Aaron one, yeah. It, but I, there's no surprise for me. I know that magic's coming back because I know there's a movie coming out, and I know that Doctor Strange has to have magic. Right. Even before yeah. they released the fact that there was going to be two Doctor Strange books. Like, yeah. If you're reading, if if you're in any way aware of how 
movies and comics are intrinsically connected, yeah. then the punch is lost. Yeah, it's like, it's like who cares? So like, I'm just kind of along for the ride because I want to see how they solve it. So at least they're doing a good job And by that. the way, and that's that's their argument. They're like, well, well, aren't you enjoying the journey? Well, only if the only if the writer or the creator, or like, yeah, I guess the writer, is capable of making that journey interesting. Yeah. And they're not, they aren't always that capable. Well, and sometimes the ending is the satisfying part. Yeah. Like, sometimes the consequence, like, how many times have you read a story where the world is legitimately changed as a result of that story? Yeah. And you think to yourself, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Where will they go from here? Oh, oh, absolutely. And you don't even get an answer to that question, but sometimes you're just like, wow. Like, I know, like, I have a guy, I have a friend who, I have a guy. You got a guy. I own a guy. He's got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy, all right. He (laughs) he reads, he loves Lord of the Rings. Uh And he would kill to find out what happens Mm -hmm. in the world of the fourth age or whatever. Right. Like, in the new age. Because he's just like, the world is so different. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? What does this mean? Right. And it's like, first of all, it means it would be really depressing and I don't want to fucking read that shit. Like, I don't want to read a Lord of the Rings without <laughs> magic and stuff in it. But that said, like, that's the power of a good story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is the emotional gut punch of knowing the world will never change, will never be, go back to the way it was. Right, right. And, re- and recognizing and appreciating what was so special about what happened back mm-hmm. then. And that's where, like, retcons and reboots and relaunches yeah. are... Well, it's like they're trying Terrible. to they're trying to keep you in that zone. Like they're trying to keep you in this like Goldilocks zone where it's just like, no, aren't you just always having a nice time? And like, aren't and you isn't just... it always crazy what's going to happen right? next? Right. And it's like if everything is always that, then nothing is. But yeah, exactly. That's literally <laughs> it. Like then nothing is. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And like I know for me, like most of the anime that I enjoy, right, is like a story that has a beginning, middle, and end. And fucking ends. And it ends. <laughs> and I gotta say, for some reason, a lot of them end in a negative fashion. Usually, like, it's not a happy. Like, ending. look at Cowboy Bebop. Like, sure, what I love. Spoilers loved, for a twenty-five-year-old. I'm show, not by gonna the way. spoil it, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna say, like, when you look at the end and where some of those characters end up, sure, what I love to see what happened next. But I'm satisfied with what I have. Well, that's because that's an ending. It is like, an ending. Or because, gravity falls. Oh, yeah. You well, know like, what I mean? Well, that's because like, a creator was like, this is what happens to those characters. And it's it's like uh, when George Lucas wrote the original trilogy. And yeah. he's like, well, the reason why I started here is because this is where the interesting part was. Right. Like, these are the characters that yep. I gave a shit about and want to write about. Like, mm-hmm. these are the characters that are interesting and go on a journey worth telling. Yep. And so th- that's something to consider when you like look at you know, authors and, and, and fiction. It's like, you're reading a story about these characters because this is the time when they were interesting. Mm-hmm. And where they end up is interesting too. And the But the journey, the, the reason we see this one story, the reason why a movie is two and a half hours long and about this one section of time yeah. is because that's the, that's the interesting part. Yep. Uh, but it's, you know, in one ever constant continuity that's never ending yeah they're you're never gonna get there right you're never gonna have that sweet spot except you do because there's runs where the character does this i think that's where you can have a long-standing continuity but you need to keep it going without retcons and alterations Mm -hmm. without renumberings without like shifts right you know and everyone uses the Spider-Man example. Everyone's like, Peter Parker needs to go, needs to age. Right. What was it? Uh, Rob was actually bitching about uh, how Peter Parker has no original stories. There's no more stories for Peter Parker. And it's like, you know why? Because he's been 25 for 25 years. Yeah, so like inevitably you're, you're, you're going to tell everything you can tell. I mean, like, I, I disagree with frame. that. I don't think, I think that there are, the the the, the, the problem 
is only with the author. If an author says, I can't tell a story about that, then get another author. Right. But uh, with, with Peter Parker, like, there are runs that people really love. Like, Joe Quesada clearly loved a poor, fucked up, like, uh, Archie Andrews type character mm -hmm. from the 70s where he's just like, life is hard and, like, isn't it groovy and wacky how, like, the real world is invading my world? Like, there's drugs and there's alcoholism and there's insanity and there's love triangles and, you know, premarital sex. What's gonna happen? And, like, I'm in this, I'm in this crazy ride all by myself. Like, that's a, that's a story about mm -hmm. a guy who's living in this period in his life. And then you move on from there. And then you do the next one. And then the 90s, they were like, well, he can't do that anymore because right. that's fucking weird. Yeah. And now he's married. And that's the period we're going to talk about now where he's married. And like, if you want to divorce him, do that because then there's more stories from there. That's the period when he got divorced. And then we did yeah, that period. That sort of changed, though, like they're afraid of. And, well, yeah, and well, I think they're afraid of because they're constantly afraid of losing their jobs. Well, I think they're You're not. Who's going to fight? Like, well, I'm just saying, I, I think they're afraid of that. Well, and now I think they're afraid of not living up to what Disney expects of them. That's that's a significant issue. Well, yeah. It's funny that because Disney didn't buy them earlier. Now. Like, Disney only bought them when they were successful. Yeah, but, like, when you look at, at, at DC, they've been owned by Warner Brothers for a, Forever. Sig like for for a significant years. time. For more than 30 so years. So they, yeah. they have a balance now. Like, they know how to balance, like, the creator-driven, like, ideas and what corporate wants. I think that Warner Brothers doesn't give a shit. About I'm sure they DC don't, but I, I think sure, that for a long time, Warner Brothers... But they gotta perform and they gotta bring in certain Well, just, like, I gotta, like, how are we doing it? Like, what, what, they don't even go to the office. I think the people who run right. those companies just look at the sheet and go, okay, we're not in the red today, or we're not in the exactly. red this year, moving on. But I have a feeling, since this is, I mean, it's not brand new, it's not, it's not a year old, you know what I mean? Like, they've had a few years, but it takes a long time to strike that balance. That's the thing, like, you, you can't just change everything, and then eight months later, change it all over again. Because you can't get any data from that. Yeah, like, you, you, can't, you literally can't learn anything from that. That's the thing, is that, that's the, and that's the real problem. We're talking about how it's like, I wish I'd like to see a graph of this, or data about that. There's never enough time to... for us to actually fucking calculate this shit to see if it's successful or not. Yeah. Like, are you making a bunch of money on this month? Maybe. <laughs> you know, like, yes, but is it, is it, this is it proportionate to your publishing schedule do you yeah are you making the same numbers every year right or is it going down is it is it a big boost but if you look at two years ago the big boost was like 10 percent lower than it was the year before right like, you, you need time mm -hmm. to see if an idea is gonna work and to see if a status quo like has legs if it doesn't then you can change it right then you can change it but like to constantly change it like this, to constantly, you know, to have an opportunity to start at square one after Secret Wars and then to throw it away, it's a bold move. That's in and of itself a bold move. Yeah. But they didn't do anything new or interesting with it no. overall. No, it's true. And, like, for me, really the only title I'm reading other than Gwenpool is Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I know, I knew when I got on board with that book that the only reason that book was coming out was because a movie was coming out. And I knew that. Like, yeah, which I knew is so that frustrating because it's funny how... But I'm so thankful for it because I love that character. And it's a good story. James and Aaron had a good pitch. Yeah. But like, Doctor Strange had been around oh, yeah. since the 60s and had like a, like a consistent run. Yep. Like, there's no issue. Like... Spider-Man has had, what, six or seven relaunches, most of them being within the last ten years? Yep. Like, that is fucked up. Yep. 
Well, they, I know that, and we've talked about this before, like in the past, but that like renumbering the numbering the is what they're afraid of for that the, again the new reader, which is ironic because like you look at DC and they're like, no, 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 we're gonna only give the new numbering back to our oldest books. Yeah. So that Action Comics can reach a th like issue 1019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, like, by the way, I remember reading books, like, I remember when issue 400 of Amazing Spider-Man came out, and I'm like, wow, 400? Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens when issue 1000 comes right. out. That's well, yeah, never gonna no, fucking happen. never gonna And you know what's funny? I remember when I was reading, when I, when I got back into comics, they had relaunched Amazing Spider-Man and given it new numbering. Mm -hmm. But beneath the new numbering... They had in like a faded like in a, in a in a slightly less opacity the old numbering right, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and I really liked that, and they threw it away after everything. But like, well, they threw <laughs> they it away. Actually, it well, it's funny because eventually they just threw away the new numbering. Yeah, and they said ah, and they just went back to the old numbering. Yeah, and then eventually they rebooted it. And you're right. Like, Shit. I think you know what it is like, it, it, and I, I I you know we've said this time and again. And it's like beating a dead horse with the new reader. Um and the fact that they just don't know how to, they don't know how to manage it, they don't know how to handle it, they don't know how to balance it. And I feel like instead of trying to worry about the, you know, the floppies. Right. Like, put try to push the new reader to traits. Yes. Where it's collected. And it's well, like that's where there's a story. That's what that's a thing. Read the story. But the problem is that you Marvel trades are ridiculously priced, in my opinion. They're too they're too expensive. They're too expensive to get a new reader to come. Oh, in. six issue trade is like fifteen to twenty dollars. That's more fucked than, up. It's more than fifteen for the most part. Like it's if, all yeah, at least twenty. Yeah, but you pick up let's say an image book, it's like ten dollars. Yeah. So like I have no problem recommending a book to someone because I know I'm like all right, let's say there's five issues in there, it's ten dollars, that's two dollars an issue, like. If you don't like it, that's okay. It right. didn't destroy you. Yeah, but if you look at, however, the cover price of those individual floppies for a six-issue run, that'll be $30. Right. Okay. So you're saving yourself $10. You're welcome. Yeah, but here's the thing. Oh, but just never mind the fact that it's printed on inferior paper, and it's, like, cheaper. Yeah, exactly. And it's mass-produced. and it's yeah. Like, trade paperbacks are meant to be disposed of. They're garbage. Right. They're, they're garbage. Like, right. And I don't mean, like, trades suck. I mean, the, like... Look at, grab an old trade that was printed in the 80s. It is printed on newsprint. It yeah, is trash. It's and it's good. $4 to $5. Yeah. And look at omnibuses. Even omnibuses. Yeah. Where it's like a, you know, thousand page run printed on newsprint. It's like $120. Fuck you. And that numbering, like, or that pricing. That's well, nuts. Look, I recognize that printing is very expensive. I, I do recognize that. But I think part of what Marvel is charging you for is the fact that it's a Marvel book. But then, but then, well, then why don't you join Marvel now and pay us a Netflixian subscription fee? Well, and then you can just access our you know, catalog you know that what, way. You know though, that, that argument doesn't work for Marvel. Because if Marvel's saying that the reason they want to do this is for the new reader, the new reader's not going to do that. I don't know enough about you. Right. I'm The only place I'm going to find out more, I'm going to look for Marvel Comics in a fucking bookstore. Yeah. And where, what do they sell at bookstores? They sell goddamn trades. Yep. And by the way, Marvel trades are are are, are ass. Like, <laughs> I, I I looked at uh, I, every time I go to the every time I go to the books a million, I'm like, oh, like um, I'm I'm looking to get inspired, or maybe I'm picking up a book I didn't have, and I'm like, what like seminal run can I grab? You know, and, and by the way, I hate going to Books a Million for that because, and I never do. I always go in there and I'm like, nope, and then I leave. Yeah, he never actually gets anything. But, um, <laughs> but I look at the runs and I look at the DC runs and I'm like, ah, this is a classic run, or this is a this is a solid 
thing yeah. that stops and I can get it and it's a full complete story. The Marvel ones are just like, it, eventually they just stop. Like right. they just run out of steam. It depends though, because like the, the Brian K. Vaughn run on Runaways, like there's that. That was that over first... 10 years ago. I know, but I'm just saying like that trade is like, I can get that, the, yeah. that story. Yeah. If, and if I never read any more, if I was a new You'd be reader, fine. I'd be fine. Yeah, but if you picked up the first volume of, of Captain Marvel, first of all, you'd be like, which one? Because well, there's no, two collected volumes of, <laughs> that are called Volume 1 of, of Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and, and it doesn't stop. There's no... Yeah. It, it, the last page reveals, like, oh, i got to get the next one. And you're right. like, screw you and your crappy Harry Potter well, writing. Part of me thinks that Marvel... Um, is kind of also on a high from their cinematic success. Naturally, they're like, well, they're like, we, we can't can do, fail. Yeah, we can do no wrong. Yeah, you know, you know what happens usually when someone says they're bigger than Jesus or they they're too big to fail. They fly they, too close to the sun. Yeah, they fucking fail. <laughs> and like, you know, you could make a million, you could make a billion bucks every year from your movies, but yep. like, one day, people you, will stop not, buying yeah. your comic books. Yep. And also, one day, like, I don't think the bubble's gonna burst. But I do think that, it's like... It's gonna slow down. It's gonna slow down like anything does. Yep. You know, people thought that, like, sci-fi action movies were gonna be the fucking thing forever. It was only, right. like, three years. I think, and I think... But Marvel, I think, is painfully aware of that. I hope so. So, I, I like to think that they are. I think they're very aware of the fact that, for the most part, like, it has to do with a lot of their casting choices. And once those actors and actresses leave, they're gonna have to work harder to get people on board. Oh, and yeah. And I like to think... I don't know this, but I would like to think that they know that, all right, we have X amount of years to get ourselves together in the comic industry right. again, because if the movies aren't as successful, we're going to have to fall back onto this again and, and just be happy with what we have. Well, the money doesn't transfer over. It's not like the publishers are making the movie money. Oh, no, I know. But, but the like, movie monies do sell comics. They do. And I, I think that... But you know Disney's pushing a little more, like, here Yeah, well, you, like, they're putting the comics at the parks and, you know... Yeah. But... I think that when you look at when, I hope that's true. I'd like to think that when the market finally starts to slow down, mm -hmm. that Marvel will say, okay, we went a little crazy <laughs> and we kept rebooting we everything and we just, every day was a new number one and a new status quo right. that meant nothing and had no sub substance. But now we're going to start establishing a new universe. Or we're going to establish, like, a, a foundation for, right. like, a new built-up area. Part of me feels like, and this is this is just a, this is a theory. This is, not, this is barely a Let's theory. Let's hear it. This, this, is, is barely this whole episode together. is just speculation. This is barely even thought out. Part of me thinks that the day Marvel will do that is the day they get the rights back from for Fantastic Four. <laughs> and the Fantastic Four being brought back in will establish that, that legacy That'd be really style cool. continuity. I think that they're going to get it back sooner than later. And you I think so. I, I think that at this point, I think they're willing to throw out anything. Oh, yeah. Like, they're like, I don't care anymore. Like I, I don't think they have any integrity left when it comes to this kind of thing. I would hope so. I would hope that they look at what DC is doing. They I, get... I think they're looking at DC and they're fucking mooning them. I think that they think that they are ungoddamn stoppable. And I think that they're like, lol, look at what DC's doing. Bringing back your old shit, your old tired crap. You think so? Yes, I really do. I really get the impression that uh. Marvel is just like, like, yeah, you could you could you could bring back your stories all you want to, but at the end of the day, you know. Well then 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 like something with like the Fantastic Four would be the ace up their sleeves and like when If they want to bring back legacy. Yeah. Like that's the family to do it with. Yeah, absolutely. But Fantastic Four books don't sell. 
They well, they we haven't had one for a while, correct? Not for no, yeah, not for a while, but like for a while, well, like five in, years in Marvel terms. In the last like <laughs> I think about like three, three to four years, we have there hasn't been a, a Fantastic Four series, right? Now, but, now, can you imagine the like the story they can spin around that? You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. They well, they've can, deliberately like kept them out off the table and not told you where they are because yeah. one day they'll tell a story about them. But like, I don't know. I I think they've. If they haven't already gotten the rights back, they're getting them back soon. I think that they need it to not work. I think they need people to be like, I think when Robert Downey Jr. quits and leaves and that's the yeah. end of it. And they, and they, Iron Man like lands and Chris Evans is there and like the face mask opens up and some other fucking guy and people go, no. And they just stop going. That's when Marvel will be like, hamana, 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 what am I going to do? And then they're going to fuck up even more. You think so? Oh, how about this? Marvel and then they're Comics gonna, will struggle. Yeah, Marvel Comics will keep fucking up. That's the thing. Yeah. I think that Marvel will keep failing upwards. Like, I think they're going to be like, oh, shit, people aren't buying our comics. What about holograms? What about foil covers? What about what, what about, what about think, guns and pouches? Do you really think that they're just going to follow with what DC did? That's what they did. That's what they did 20 years ago. Like well, they all did it. I'm saying that DC did that with the New Fifty Two. The New Fifty Two was you just terrible. Remember the covers? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, yeah. Well, that, that was for Future's End. Right. That was. They didn't do that I'm for sorry, everything. It was just Future's that was for that terrible event. But you, I think that was just them trying anything to get that event to sell. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like you think that they're going to follow down that path? Where yes. They're gonna, not. They're not. They're going to ignore this very short-term past that just happened. Yes. And be like... That's what Marvel does best. They ignore what happened before and they and they, and they just do... what and Like, history repeats itself at Marvel a, a lot. And, that's, and, and it's unfortunate. And I don't even know if, like, a new regime will fix it. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't want to see everyone lose their jobs. And no! But I do think that there needs to be a change in attitude and a right. change in philosophy and the change in philosophy for a, for an editor-in-chief and for yeah. a, for an editorial staff that's over 45 ain't gonna happen so no. you gotta wait for all of them to go away yeah or for all of them to find new jobs or for all of them to do something else mm -hmm. because you're not marvel editorial is not going to change their approach right. to everything now mm -hmm. and they're not and despite the fact that like the majority of these old fogey fans that hate what's happening say. Because yeah. like because it all goes back to that guy who worked at Marvel who the mentality, like, doesn't matter what everybody said, doesn't matter what the lower level employees were like, wow, they're really pissed. Yeah. The upper level's like, they don't know what they want. Yeah. They don't know what they that. want. Fuck them. Yeah. Like, they'll buy it and they'll shut up. Right. And like that's where I I you know, readers pay like you know making the decisions with their wallets like i just won't buy it then yeah you know like okay you could try that but you really need to affect real change you need like a real upset you need like it a depends. real in a huge certain, failure i was you gonna need... say in certain books because we have seen books get canceled due to the lack of interest. oh that's the thing like that it there are, all the there, time. there are some books that just don't sell or some books that are great that just people aren't interested in or yeah. the majority of people aren't interested yeah. in them um, that's where so I'm like, well, but it's difficult because like, yes, it does show them something. And yes, if it doesn't have one of their, what they think is one of their big titles, yeah. on it, they're willing to cancel it out of the gate. Like, oh, who cares? That's the thing that kills me is that like Dr. Strange had lasted like a couple hundred issues and then they were, and then eventually they were like, okay, it's not okay. We've, we've had a good run, yeah, but it's time to stop. Like yeah. there are books that you would never have imagined. Like She-Hulk was over 60 issues. You know, right. like there's books that you wouldn't even imagine lasting as long as they did just because, but that was also like, and I think an incorrect notion, which was. Marvel's approach where they're like, 
well, we've we've always published these books. Yeah. We would never, why would we cancel them? Right. I mean, they sell. People are buying them. It might not be more than people are buying the X-Men, mm -hmm. but they're still buying them. If we if we stopped selling them, they wouldn't buy anything and we wouldn't be making that amount of money. I don't think that they're going to go back to that. Okay. I would like them to because <laughs> because that's where you get like runs. That's where you get like character. That's yeah. how you can go like, hey, you know what version of the Hulk they can use? This one or that one. Like they don't, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. instead of just like, well, they could they could put the Iron Spider costume in the Civil War movie. You know, like the new shit, that's yeah. from my perspective what the movies are going to start farming out. Like, well, we could we could make Sam Wilson Captain America when Chris Evans quits because like a, he he wants to do it more, and B, yeah. it happened in the comics. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if, like, the character naturally goes in that direction. It's just we did that, you know, right. and that happened. That's a, just a that's just a visual that exists that we can point to. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and by the way, like, the same motion change, that, that's fine. I have yeah. no gripe with it. I'm just pointing to it as an example of, like, right. the movies don't give a shit about, yeah. whether oh, it yeah. was, about whether it was cosmetic or organic. Yeah, they don't care. I gotta say, it's gotta be rough to be a creator or a writer yeah. or an artist team over at Marvel. Yeah. Because you never know. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless you're, like, one of, like, their favorites. I mean, the fact is, like, even if you're, like, Grant freaking Morrison, they still will not listen to you. Yeah. Like, and yeah. In, and in, in a sense, it's really an exciting time to be on board with DC if you're a writer. That's true. Artist pair. You yeah, know because, I mean? especially like, if you... Great, you don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. But, like, they're over there being, like... Long term, here yeah. we go. We're going back to the roots. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, even then, they're still keeping those awful costumes. Uh, well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just <laughs> talking about, like, the ability to know that you're like, okay, like, I've got a story to tell. Yeah. And they, they're okay with it, and I'm going to get a chance to finish that story. Yeah. As long as it sells. As long as it sells. You know I mean? And yeah. all of a sudden, it's not going to be rebooted. Yeah. You know? I get sales dictating the publishing decisions. Yeah. I don't get... Especially in a day and age where, like... The business world, whether or not they know what they're actually talking about or not, is yelling at them that the print is dying. Right. You know like, what I mean? Like it's not because these books sell and right. they sell consistently, and some of them sell like in some and of even them reach a million this, sales. Even if print is dying, there's still the digital market. And that's the thing that like is an is an episode we need to talk about eventually because what they're doing with the, in the digital market is completely and utterly flawed. What Marvel is? Everybody. Oh. If I'm buying a digital copy, mm -hmm. it should be fucking cheaper. Well, because they're trying to support two different markets currently. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> you know what? Like, that's not how you do it. No. Like, right. you know, and, and... But they know, like, here's the thing. And, like, well, all right, we're not going to get into yeah. that. Okay, no, 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 no. No, no. But um, <laughs> the, the question is, like, you know, the question that started this whole thing is, is Marvel Comics broken? I don't know if it's broken. I, I agree. I like the word flawed. Yeah. It's incredibly flawed. I think they're losing their way. I think they've lost their way. Yeah. Like, I think that, you know, the movies have a direction. They they know they've got a plan. Yeah. I think at a, at a point where your cinematic universe has more of a plan and, and more of stable ground. Than your whole, than, than the than, place that spawned it? Right. That's where you need to step back and be like, what are we doing? Yeah. And I think they're at that point, but I don't even think they see it. No. They're I think, so in it. I think they're so blind by their own success. I think that yeah. that's the problem is that. Marvel is in a place where they think they can't fail. Yeah. Even when they are. 
like even when they are outright failing it's like somebody who's just so delusional that they think they're a great singer and then they're up there karaoke and you're like oh my god like stop <laughs> you know no you're not you don't you don't put no, yourself in that I mean, position i don't think i yeah <laughs> you go to yourself like i'm not gonna do that oh no 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 or you experience it once and you're like well, never again yeah that's me you know like the i i think i don't think there's no hope I don't no. hate where comics, I don't hate comics. I don't have a problem with the industry. No. I do have a problem with when the industry lets one idea completely dictate their entire plan. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable because that's never worked for anyone ever. Like that's never been a good solution. Mm. Hey, t you know, Oh, you looks like you have a lot of eggs. You should put them all in one basket. <laughs> Like that's never been anyone's solution. Yeah, and, and then yet, run as fast as you can. And then run as fast as you can. And if you and if and if you drop them, you know, just 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 re just go back, just just turn back time and make it so that you never did that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, anyway, let us know in the comment section down below. Uh, is Marvel Comics broken? And if so, what do they need to do to fix it? Let us know in the comment section down below. Or if you're listening to this in audio vor yeah. format, uh, you know. Tweeted us. Th tweeted us at Sal Says What, at The Real Zoobs. We'll see you there. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week on another episode of the Elseworlds Exchange, yes. where I'll be probably chatting with Joel from yeah. uh, Cape Joel. That's right. But Tiffany, thank you for filling in today. Of we're, course. Uh, Thanks for having me. every other week, we're going to do something a little different from yeah. what the standard Elseworlds Exchange exactly. is. Exactly. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Hey.